It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. We're not going to take it. We're tired of this. Uh, The shenanigans happening today on the show, lawyer Norm Blumenthal. We're going to be talking about chaos or order and the fact that we, as citizens, have the power to choose chaos or order. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of top attorneys in Southern California, Norm was also inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Nice to be here, Bert. And uh, we're going to talk about a little more nuanced. Uh, uh, it's chaos or order or freedom. And I think Ooh. that that's the, uh, where we have to move. We want to try to give a little bit of a history lesson here um, about chaos. And uh, we saw... Uh, you know, in the first election of, of Trump, when he was uh, lost the election, he tried to bring chaos to the country. And he did that when he sent uh, Pence in to uh, change the vote and to take away our voting rights of, of who we duly elected to be president. And he failed. But uh, he didn't stop there. Trump has continued on his road to chaos by continuing to deny the results of the election. So this is all in his plan. If you hear him lately now, he's telling people there's no need to vote. The vote's fixed. The vote's rigged. Uh, Don't don't vote. Uh, We're going to send people in to stop the voting process. And that's part of his chaos. And if you think his thoughts are original, they're not. If you go back in history... You know, if you look at um, how Hitler came to power, how did he come to power? He came to power because uh, he arranged to have the Reichstag burnt and create chaos in Germany. And as a result of that, they passed draconian laws uh, that gave him all the power he needed to restore order. But in restoring order, he formed a dictatorship. And the rest is obviously history, what we saw, we saw with 50 million people dying in uh, the Second World War. So we really have to be careful here where, where we're going because we have in our laws what's called the Insurrection Act. And the Insurrection Act gives the uh, president virtually unlimited power over the military to bring order to the country if there is chaos. And so Trump is going to be trying to pull that lever again uh, when we have the election. And I I just can't stress enough how important it is to people to get out and vote and and vote for uh, Biden if he's the Democrat. I know he's old, but better to have old Democrat who believes in democracy and freedom than a uh, a Trump who's only 
three years younger, who believes in chaos and a dictatorship. And that's where we're headed. Right. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting, uh, first of all, we see that Trump is a, uh, I'll say a very, uh, I don't want to use the word sophisticated, but I'll certainly use the word, let's say, um, scrappy litigator, right? Delay after delay after delay. Uh, And part of that strategy is as he, I guess he's thinking that he's going to somehow wear down the the government, or in this case, the different governments that are uh, uh, prosecuting him. Uh, he tried to delay uh, the justice for the police officers in the January 6th riot. And what's interesting to me about this situation is that I think for the first time, at least that I'm aware of, Norm, and maybe, maybe you have better insight than I do, but for the first time that I'm aware in my life where no matter the evidence, at this point the evidence does not matter, facts do not matter, uh, people have decided that, uh, that no matter what Trump's behavior is, it's acceptable. No matter the facts, if, if the facts are telling you that it's blue, uh, then you have a large amount of Trump supporters saying, no, it's not, it's not blue, it's another color, right? It doesn't matter. Facts at this point don't matter. And I find this very interesting. And then uh, to, to further uh, illustrate the situation, we have uh, Judge Chutkin, who is in the uh, D.C. court, uh, her latest ruling, which I found interesting only because she quoted President Washington, President George Washington, and, it's a, and, and the quote is, is basically talking about we have to be careful. We have to be careful because if, if we're not, we can allow injustice, chaos, and, and if we allow our presidents to be treated like kings, then they can literally – uh, topple America. And, and this is something that George Washington saw, whatever it was, a couple hundred years ago, and that now this judge is bringing it back to everybody's attention. And I just find that interesting. I find it uh, very, very uh, uh, timely. It's just a weird time. Yeah, it's, it's Trump is almost like a cult leader. And the the concept with a cult leader is Whatever he says is true, and don't believe anybody else, only believe our leader. And this is what happens when there is chaos, and people have chaos. They want order. People love to have order. And in having order, people tend to go too far and give too much power to the uh, monarch or president or dictator. And in giving so much power, you lose the ability for justice. And this is where it all all comes into play is you need a, a judicial system that can trump, literally, can trump the, the president's uh, edicts that are unconstitutional. And this is where we're headed, and I don't know how Trump's going to get power again. This is amazing to me that he'll be able to uh, 
win enough electoral votes where he'll have the power. I think his his plan is if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's going to have chaos wherever it is. But he cannot take on the, the power of the president with regard to an insurrection unless he becomes president again. And that's our only saving grace. If this would have happened in, as a result of um, uh, 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 you know, 2021, we would be in serious trouble now. But because on January 6th, his whole plan was to create chaos. And that, that is the plan of dictators. That is how it's worked. And long before President Washington, you had dictators like Caesar and you had dictators like Napoleon. And it's people want a, uh, someone to tell them, you know, what to do. It gives them reassurance that everything's in order. And that's what, what where and but before you can have order, you have to have chaos. And that's where he's headed. Everything he does and says is to create in people's minds this chaotic state that uh, he wants people to believe we have, which is, is not correct. We don't have a chaotic state at all. Our, 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 the, the government is fine. The problem is, is he he wants to make it chaotic, and that you know we have to be on our guard that this this doesn't happen in our country because it's it's frightening how many Republicans who know better stand behind Trump and are afraid to to have the courage to come out and be for our country and, and protect our freedoms. And, and we're going to lose them. Yes, absolutely. Look, first of all, I want to shout out real quick to Mike Pence. Vice President Mike Pence stood up for the Constitution. He has taken a beating. He was, his life was threatened. And I want to honor his, his actions there because he did what was right in the face of overwhelming uh, chaotic um, threats, I mean, just overwhelming pressure. And, you know, for a short minute there, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham stood by Mike Pence and, and, and supported him, and so did a couple other Republicans, which have now, of course, uh, like you mentioned, have now gone back uh, to uh, uh, kiss uh, Trump's butt. And it, it, what, 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 to me what this signifies is that Trump has put the stamp of approval on discord, on hate, on, on um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, on being a bully, right? He's kind of put that approval, and, and, and unfortunately, we've, we've had a lot of people who have jumped on it. And this also, to your point, I think one of the things that we need to look at is what happened in Venezuela. You look at Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez uh, tried to take over the government there in Venezuela by force. He lost, got locked up, somehow got uh, pardoned, uh, was released, ran for president, actually won the presidency, and then went about dismantling that government. And look at the mess that that's in. High, high uh, unemployment. The currency is absolutely worthless. People have lost everything just because a few people wanted to have this power and control, and they, w and they were willing to do whatever, including 
to, you know, to your point, to create chaos, and they were able to steal the freedoms of Venezuela. Yeah, in the United States, you know, we are recognized as the democracy, and people from around the world put their money in, uh, on deposit in this country because it's stable. If we have uh, an insurrection here, we'll no longer be a stable economy. The dollar will not be a, uh, a, a, a fiat currency. It, it will uh, go somewhere else because people can't rely on the fact that the dollar will remain strong. And so there's some real economic uh, repercussions that could happen uh, with Trump regaining power. He's told everybody that he's going to go after those, those that are, have uh, brought charges against him. And he's going to use the Insurrection Act to do it because he has all of these powers if he's duly elected. And that's the frightening part. It's our peop- he's going to get the nomination, and then as he's running for president, he's going to be in either indicted or convicted. The hope is he'll be convicted as soon as possible of, of being involved in, in the insurrection and he'll lose his ability to, uh, to, to hold office. But that's a long way off, and that's, that's a hope and a whim and a prayer. And I don't know that that's going to happen, but I, it amazes me. It truly amazes me, all the people that can still want to vote for Trump and the only thing that it comes out historically is they want to end the chaos. They want him to be the one to restore order. And the fact is that he's the one that, that's created the chaos. And, and this is, he's created the chaos so he can uh, be in a position to be the one to restore order and then eventually become the dictator. That's how close we are. We are... I've never thought we'd see it, uh, but we are close to a dictatorship. We are very close, and the system is is creaking along, but not working fast enough to give him his day in court, so that you know he can be found guilty, and we can move on with with him even being able to run for president. And, and again, it's to show you. Uh, in my opinion, how much our politicians have changed. If this would have been a politician 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would have bowed out by now based on, uh, you know, trying to uh, save their family, the, the embarrassment uh, they, they would want to protect their uh, their uh, their party from from all the negativity. They would uh, they would want to allow voters to be able to pick a leader that is not uh, bogged down by by all this junk, and that has disappeared. We have a we have politicians who no matter what, I mean, look at Mr. George Santos. Uh, again, anybody else uh, should have resigned if he had any concern about his constituents, if he had any concern about the Constitution, about America, he would have resigned because that's what his constituents wanted him to do a long time ago. Instead, it took, I believe, not once, not two, but three different 
uh, motions to expel to finally get him out of out of Congress. And only after the Ethics Committee put together a absolutely uh, scorching ethics report, uh, basically detailing all of his crimes and and how he has been, uh, what do you call it, pilfering out of his campaign uh, money uh, to sustain a lavish lifestyle. And any other time, it would not have taken three different motions to expel somebody like Mr. Santos. And, and, and it's, again, this is just a, uh, to prove your point, we have this situation where politicians do not, they're not, they're not concerned about America. They're not concerned about you. They're not concerned about me. The, they are just concerned about themselves, how they can maintain power. That's it. Well, it's interesting because the the flip side of the coin is, and the the hard question and the hard answer that only President Biden can, can make is, you know, he'll be, 86 when he finishes office and so if, if he were to win, run and win that's where he'd be and unfortunately um, you know there's an issue there and I, I don't think Kamala Harris people are too thrilled about um, becoming president and so I think he's got to think long and hard about two things one is if he's going to run he should think in terms of, of having a different vice president um, as his running mate, she should um, uh, defer um, herself and graciously uh, drop out, and, uh, and he can put somebody in there that uh, that people can get behind. I mean, there's some great governors out there, Newsom in uh, California, Bashir in uh, um, Kentucky, and some great senators out there that I think um, the country can get behind uh, in the event uh, Biden can't finish his term. I think that'll give everybody a lot of reassurance that um, that the continuation will be there with a strong, a strong leader. So that's something that, you know, I, I think that the Democrats need to think about long and hard uh, because I, I think the ticket itself um, is is winnable. But I think they need a stronger uh, vice president. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I honestly, uh, I think that, uh, you know, no offense to uh, President Biden. You know, it may be time for him to consider stepping down, letting somebody else. You know, we have a you mentioned a couple of good candidates there that that uh, might be a might be a, a good replacement. Um, you know, I think that uh, both both Trump and Biden, I think, are are starting to show a lot of wear and tear, and and maybe maybe it's time to let somebody else uh, run. I like your thinking on Kamala Kamala Harris. Uh, I think you're right. She does not seem to have a uh, what do you call it uh, a high approval. And I think that, uh, to your point, there are some other VPs that might be more, uh, more like, just better like, better, better experience and, and, and better for the country. The, the same problem was when Trump got elected. I think any other candidate 
other than uh, Hillary Clinton could have beat him. I think that she had so much negative uh, baggage going with her that she shouldn't have been the nominee and the Democrats should have known better. We Democrats have a uh, ability to, uh, you know, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. The same, <laughs> same thing with the Supreme Court. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, great judge, but she outstayed her welcome, and the, the Democrats should have made clear to her long before she passed away that it was time to go. Yes. Uh, and that if she would have left in a timely manner and Obama would have had the appointee, that would have made a huge difference in the complexion of the court. And that's where what we're facing now, uh, where this court is, you know, it's a Trump court, and it, it's frightening. Uh, we don't know what they're going to do. We really right, don't. Right. They, they've uh, really taken a stand on voting rights that is, is not, you know, as favorable as it should be, although they have made some decent decisions. Um, and it's scary uh, because you have a, a court here. They've taken away uh, women's rights, and uh, they've allowed, you know, free access to uh, weapons uh, used for war. The AR-15 is anybody, that, you know, that wants one can get one. So it's a little frightening out there in that regard also. But the lesson's there that you need to take affirmative steps. And I think the consensus is that Kamala Harris is not someone that people want in, in the eventuality of that um, Joe Biden doesn't complete his term. You know, it, no one gets out of this world alive. And uh, for people to think that they do is a false hope and you know when you're approaching uh be approaching 86 at the end of your term i think it's time to consider you know a younger stronger uh person uh, no offense to president biden um, who i think has you know done everything he can um to protect this country and to keep it strong the economy's strong we came through this uh potential recession uh, without a recession, as the economy is, is so strong. It's a good economy. Everybody's making money. There is no chaos except in the mind of uh, Trump, who wants to create it. So right. Biden, you know, Biden's passed the good laws, and he, he's uh, been a good president, but I just don't know that uh, uh, people are going to vote for him, especially when there's going to be four or five people on the ballot that their votes will be split. And we know that from a split ballot, the one group that doesn't split is the Trump group. And so there's a real chance he can win the election uh, against Biden. So we should think in those terms also. I think that we learned from the Ginsburg uh, fiasco that, you know, bad things can happen when people stay around too long. Right. And, and you know what? And, and we saw this also with, with Senator Hatch. I mean, I think he was 90. And it's... And and uh, I think that uh, again, this is one of those uh, one of my favorite things that uh, the politicians have been doing forever. They both agree that there should be term limits. Think about how silly this is, how funny this is. Both sides agree that there should be term limits. Both sides agree that there should be campaign reform. But yet, we have total agreement, and yet nothing changes. 
And, and I think that Orrin Hatch is a great example of somebody who stayed too long. And I, I'm a fan of Orrin Hatch. I, I met with him. Uh, and and uh, I, I think that, you know, when you're 80-something, 90-something, again, do, do the country a favor and get out of the way. Yeah. They need to be gracious and do that you know, on both sides of the equation. Trump and Biden should get out of the way and let the uh, younger generation step in. That's uh, just, it's you know, it's a sharper group. Um, and it, it's a good group, and they, they can do good things, but uh, the older um, entrenched politicians won't move, and that's one of the reasons that Trump's been successful is he, he everybody's afraid of losing their job. They don't want to be, uh, you know, trumped out in the primary, and that's that can very well happen to them. So you, right. we're fa- and, and, and just real quick, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off, but, you know, again, here's what I find so ironic. Here's a gentleman, Trump, who uh, over and over again says the system is rigged, the election was stolen, but yet, instead of trying to fix it, he is trying to run for the same office that is supposedly rigged and broken. That doesn't make sense. Second of all, if he loses, which I believe he will, uh, he is going to go on a tirade and not support people. Uh, when I say people, he's not, he will not be supporting Republicans, just like he didn't support them during the last uh uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, mid-election there, um, you know, he had, he had an opportunity. Right after he lost the presidency, he had an opportunity to support multiple people in his party. And what did he do? He sucked his thumb. He pouted. He literally told Republicans, do not vote. And we saw what happened. Uh, many Republicans lost because of Trump. And, 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 it just goes to show you, like the child that he is, if he can't have it, then nobody else can, right? If he can't play with it, then he'll break the toy so nobody else can have fun. And, and, and I, think, I think history will repeat itself. I think he will lose, and then he will get upset, and then not support his party. That's what I am envisioning, unless, he, like you said, he gets indicted, he gets convicted, uh, then we'll see something else. Yeah, they, you know, keep in mind, he is the one. I mean, the recipe is very clear for dictators. Create chaos and then jump in and be the one that restores order and people will then follow you. So what he's been able to do is he started the chaos with the, he lost the election rather than accept that. He created chaos, and uh, Mike Pence, true to what you said, profiles and courage stood up, and the they were ready to go to start seizing uh, voting uh, machines. I mean, right. they were ready to go. They just needed Pence to, to deny it and send it back to the uh, state legislators, and it would have been chaos. He would have stayed in order and, and invoked the Insurrection Act then. That was the game plan. And but for uh, uh, Mike Pence, it it would have been implemented, but it wasn't then. But he's still following the same game plan: chaos, yep. be the one to restore order, 
and get back into power. And that's where we're headed. It's going to be a chaotic election. Everybody needs to vote. And I think given the choices, Biden is the only logical choice because he's in power and he will graciously leave when he when he goes out of power. And this is somebody that's not there to be a dictator. But the handwriting's on the wall. And uh, people need to know that a vote for uh, Trump is a vote for the destruction of our democracy. I agree. I agree. Look, uh, whatever your feelings are about Biden, yeah, uh, to your point, this is not only a, a man who is going to leave graciously, but he is upholding the Constitution. I, I, I found it very ironic that one of the, one of the things that uh, Trump is, is stating as a defense uh, because, as we know, there's an ongoing legal battle in Colorado regarding getting him disqualified uh, that as the president, even though he takes an oath that was viewed by millions of people that he is going to support the Constitution, he, he came out and said as a defense, as a legal strategy, that, that he wasn't uh, – that he didn't, never took the oath to support the Constitution or something along those lines. That is telling. That is scary. I, I think that, again, if you are a true patriarch, if you really care about America, there doesn't, there's not a reason, there's not a good reason to vote for Mr. Trump, former President Trump. I think that he had his chance. He, uh, he blew it. He behaved uh, you know, just unspeakable, uh, and he continues to behave that way. He, to, to his credit, he loves to push the line. I mean, he is literally, we see him now, uh, we see him pushing the line, attacking judges, attacking witnesses, attacking prosecutors. Norm, as a lawyer, and if, if you and I, were under prosecution, and we started attacking judges and law clerks and witnesses, we would not be out free. We would be locked up. Yeah, basically where we are right now, if you believe in America, if you believe in democracy, if you want your dollar to remain strong, and you want to protect your, your family and your livelihood and your dollar, uh, then you have to vote for Biden. We, you don't have a choice here because if Trump gets reelected, he's going to destroy this country. He bank already bankrupted what? I don't know, up to uh, close to 10 companies already. He will bankrupt this country. And so everybody should be aware of that. And if voting your pocketbook, you vote for Biden too. And so there's Absolutely. all the reasons in the world, the most, and the most, per, most important is the economy. We can't have chaos, and we can't have dictatorship because it will destroy our country, and Trump will destroy our country. Right, and, and look, to your point, if you listen to the stuff that he's putting out there, if you listen to his speeches, he does not have a plan for America. He Unlike in 2016, where he had a very clear plan, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, we're going to bring these jobs back, we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, what do you call it, uh, 
limit, we're going to limit China. And, and he had a very clear plan. Uh, and, and now his plan is to, uh, is basically about revenge. He talks about dismantling the FBI, dismantling the uh, DOJ. He wants, to, he wants to get even with his enemies. That is not a president. That is a dictator. Yeah, he, he's gonna, and he's going to bankrupt the country because we, the uh, Congress will give him anything he wants, and he's going to spend, spend, spend like he did before. I mean, he put an extra $10 trillion into our deficit. And you need your checks and balances, and you, you need a, a Democratic president in, in here to protect us from the, basically a cat- catastrophe on the horizon. Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. Good to have you here. Looking forward to having you back again, my friend. And uh, I guess here we are at the end of the year, so happy uh, Hanukkah, happy holidays, and looking forward to catching up with you in January. Yeah, it's going to twenty four is going to be the year, and so we got a lot of other things to talk about. But the election is going to be right around the corner now. We're under we're ten months, nine months, eleven months. We'll be there. It's going okay. to be incredible. It's happy going to be exciting. Happy New Year. Happy healthy New Year's. Talk to you later. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers like you and I. He likes to help the working class stiffs, uh, and he does that on a regular basis. If you, have, uh, if you want to check out a little bit more about Norm, you can go to uh, BAM Law CA. That's BAM Law CA. Uh, hey, tell me, do you agree, disagree? Are we off base here? Give, us, give me your thoughts on, on uh, President uh, Biden versus former President Trump, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's share this episode with everyone. Let's get a, a intelligent debate going. I'm, I'm, I don't want hate speech, but let's talk about it. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you're right and I'm wrong. Remember, you were created to Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.